You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday, yay, April 9th. As always, I'm your host with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always, the most Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, and hopefully many more to come. Or maybe my pop culture entertainment side of things at places like Mental Floss, Nerdist, Inverse, Blade Disgusting, and many more, and hopefully more to come. But of this year, Lockdown Potters podcast, though, guys, you could check out and follow the Twitter page for the show at LO underscore Padres on Twitter. And you could also follow my own personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, only, 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 I repeat, only if you feel so inclined, you can hit me up on either of those accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns, and I'd be uh, glad to uh, answer you back and maybe even answer you here on this show. Today's show, guys, is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms, Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. And today's episode, guys, it has nothing to do with Locker Room. It is, it is, we're talking Padres baseball, but specifically, I'm talking with Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers. It's a crossover time, baby, because I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, got an interesting uh, kind of a uh, trip coming up. We've got the Rangers and the Pirates coming up, so hopefully this is a get-right series for the Padres, but yeah, uh, talked with Bryce about the whole thing, what exactly the the outlook is on the Rangers, and we just had some fun with the sad boy himself. So guys, without further ado, let's go! Alright everybody, as promised, as prophesized, I'm being joined by a special guest. He is the host of the Locked On Rangers podcast, and more importantly... He is the chief of staff for the Sad Boys Committee. It is Mr. Bryce Pateri. How are you doing, man? Oh, it's good. I want to change my podcast name to the Locked On Yeehaw Sad Boys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it captures the essence of the team just perfectly. Yeehaw Sad Boys. We got Yeehaw, big Yeehaw energy and big Sad Boy energy. But, you know, we're coming in at a good time. You better look out. This is this is actually a a five hundred team. You better look out <laughs> on a winning streak. Yeah, you guys had what's so funny. Well, there's a couple of things of why I'm looking forward to talking about this. Is number one, like you said, they're on a little bit of win streak. They did have an absolutely just just gorgeous opening day. Like I just, it's just. <laughs> In so many different ways. And by gorgeous, the, I say that 100% facetiously. I about to say, I'm like, that's absolutely the wrong <laughs> word for it. it. Is might be the ugliest game of baseball I've ever watched. But it, <laughs> it might just be. And I've watched a lot of ugly baseball. But that was something special. Mm-hmm. You, you drop five runs in the top of the first inning. Everything's great. Oh, my God. Maybe this team won't be a completely garbage. Everything's going to be so much fun this year. No. You give up five runs right back in the bottom of the inning. Your opening day starter gets an out. And everything is like, yep, that, that's about where I thought this was going to go. And it felt like your opening day starter, Kyle Gibson, which 
honestly, we could end the pod right there. And just by saying your opening day starters, Kyle Gibson kind of puts an end <laughs> to it. But this guy goes one third of an inning, five runs. And then what's hilarious is then against Toronto, which is a team by all accounts that I think is going to be at least really fun on offense. I think people are slightly, slightly, slightly. Uh, actually, I think just regularly just overrating Vlad Jr. Because I think How we're all getting you? a little bit excited about the the weight loss thing. Well, he and I think he'll have a good season. But I think the MVP kind of numbers are a little bit unjustified based on what he's done previously, which is he hasn't shown it just yet. Just yet. But um, I, I, I do think we'll have a good season. 400 in a, for a full AAA season. Oh, oh, oh wow. Yeah. Oh. And, then, and then what's hilarious is that against this Toronto Blue Jays team, he goes six innings, gives up no runs, strikes out eight. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> That's just that a amazing. classic Kyle Gibson kind of thing. And the game you were alluding to, by the way, ended with a score 14 to 10 on opening day. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. We have so many things to talk about. And one of the reasons I was also excited about talking with you is because the last time our two teams played together we we created an armageddon for baseball basically <laughs> like that's we basically did. what happened literally um, like it was yeah the monumental moment of last season in all of baseball but uh, you want to guess what uh cal gibson's era was after that first game what was it 135 <laughs> you know what it is now after six shutout innings 100 no, no, no. 7-11. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know averages. I, I got confused for a second. I thought they brought him out of the bullpen or something like that. I um, no. That, that was a disaster. But They did not. No, I mean, that's just, hey, look at averages, man. Averages are are interesting. But I have to say, uh, <laughs> averages are interesting. Um, but seriously, <laughs> the the last time our two teams played, it gave, in my opinion, the, the number one moment of the Padres' season. Um, I, I genuinely do believe that because I think that that put Tatis more on a kind of pivotal um, center stage. Now we're playing each other again. What are you kind of looking forward to? Because like, just talk about the Rangers for a little bit, because I'm wondering, is this a team that does have anything to be excited about? I know you've talked about Joey Gallo before, but like Nate Lowe had like a good game before. And like we just talked about with Kyle Gibson and then maybe someone like Nick Solak. Like, what is the thing that Padres fans, especially since we're in a totally different uh, conference, is there anything that they should look to with this Rangers team? Um, yeah, Nate Lowe is destroyer of worlds. He has become Barry Bonds incarnate this year, and I really appreciate him for doing that. I'm I'm still a little salty about what they gave up in the trade. Um, he's hitting 320 with an uh, OPS over a thousand. He is leading the league in RBI by far um, with where are we at uh, 14. He is five off his career high, uh, which was set in 50 games in 2019 with Tampa at 19. So he's been killing. He's got three home runs. One of them was like a 460-something foot splash down in the Kauffman Fountain in Kansas City. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm still – yeah, I'm always going to be salty about what they gave up. I felt like it was a little bit much. um, And giving up three low minors prospects to go get him from Tampa Bay is like it's not ideal because Tampa Bay is usually smarter than you. And usually they're going to get the better end of most deals that you do with them. But um, Nick Solak had his first home run of the season last um, last game. And he's looked pretty solid so far. So it's the offense is better. Like I, I was really worried that this offense was going to be bad. We knew the pitching was going to be awful. Like that's just a given. 
but mm-hmm. I thought the offense was going to be bad too, besides Joey Gallo. And I'm like, I can't just make it be fun, bad, hit a bunch of home runs, give up even more. And like, let me at least have some moments of joy in this very sad losing season, which it's still going to be a losing season, but like Nate Lowe being amazing is very fun. Joey Gallo being back to his amazing self is very fun. And David Dahl is a guy who they got for basically nothing. And he's been pretty solid so far. The only worry right now is Leody Tavares in center field. who is 22 years old and 120% outmatched by major league competition. He already has 12 strikeouts in six games and 20 plate appearances. He needs the triple A season to start badly because mm. by the time he gets there, his, his offensive confidence might be shot. Like he might be overmatched against triple A pitching right now. That's how bad he's been. Gosh, your boy. You're yeah, your your boy, man. You you, you talk about it all the time. He's, he's oh had, no, he's been amazing defensively, like last year. But he had a a, a triple in in uh, center field against Kansas City, I believe, in the second game on the Saturday game that he dropped in Kohi Arhara's uh, first start, and it turned into a triple. He had it like all the way until like right before it hit his glove, and he lost it in the sun. And that is not something I've ever seen Leody do. So, like, it's bleeding into, like, destroying his defensive confidence, too. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You cannot let it do that because that is your one saving grace. You are very fast and an amazing defender. And if you don't have that, then you have gotten nothing. I can already sense it. I can already feel the energy. of Because at first you were almost like, yeah, you know, destroyer of worlds. And then and then you get onto all these guys and you're like, oh, yeah, I don't know if this guy could hit triple A pitching. So things are going well over <laughs> with the Rangers, uh, I guess you could say. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Guys, I want to talk to you about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. They cover everything from the NBA to, of course, baseball's underway. The NHL, they've got everything. They really do. They got everything. And they even cover awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They really have everything with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED ON when you do that. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. One last little thing, oh, my fine folks listening to this. Uh, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. The iconic man himself, the, the legendary man himself mr peter bukowski he updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts i was on this week on lockdown today that was a privilege i loved i loved being on there to talk about the tatis unfortunately the tatis injury but uh follow the lockdown today podcast guys on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts and now back to bryce and yeah so bryce um that's the thing you're talking about this team is there is there anything to what is kind of your i don't know do you have any kind of little hope from this series because my only hope is that we just don't have a war again. And honestly, keep in mind because of the aforementioned history between the two teams, this is baseball. You know what I mean? This is baseball. And that's the sport where famously people will hold grudges for. And I am not kidding. Literally three years. If you just (laughs) do well against them, they might hold a grudge against you. Shout out Hunter Strickland and Bryce Harper. 
Um, so I'm hoping, I know that this is like, there's some chaos enthusiasts out there and I, I, I do understand the chaos enthusiast vibe. I respect them. They're part of my family and all that stuff. They're great, but <laughs> I actually just want a regular series. And honestly, I want the Padres to get right with their offense. Um, do you have any questions for me? I guess as also what I should um, transition to. Well, if you want to get right with your offense, play the Texas Rangers like that, <laughs> that, that is, is the way to go. Um, there was some excitement with uh, Dane Dunning's first start was was really solid. Um, but I have a question for you. The question is, how dare you trot out <laughs> trot out Hassan Kim to replace Fernando Tatis Jr.? You don't need to just pull that out. Just just here you go. Here's Hassan Kim. Oh, I guess we'll we'll just play him after we lose our absolute superstar, one of the best players in baseball. The guy who the only guy who I had a little hope in the Rangers getting this offseason it's just not fair of you and i want you to apologize um i honestly i will apologize and here's why i'll apologize <laughs> i actually i'm actually going to and here's why i'll apologize i'm not apologizing on the on the padres side of things i am going to apologize on behalf of baseball and one of the things that i've been talking about for a lot of the offseason oh how they put off all these moves and is preller actually a, a a witch you know is he capable of dark magic and and spawning creatures and casting spells across the land uh well yeah he is all of those things but also in fairness he only gets to make these moves especially the trades if the other team agrees to it also and on top of that i think people should remember that this is one of the issues with baseball where you have a lot of teams that aren't trying. And I think that that's helped on the Padres behalf where it's like, you're telling me nobody could have made that you Darvish trade. Nobody could have made that Blake Snell trade. You know, and there are teams that you could argue might have needed one of those two guys more. Look at the New York Yankees who are in your, look at the Texas Rangers. That. Look at the t- <laughs> Texas Rangers. <laughs> they needed a lot of starters. Um, and, and then, and in guys like Hassan Kim, it's where it's a four year, you know, 28 million or five year, 28 million. I forgot. Excuse me. Um, deal. And they just said, Yeah, okay, we'll take this guy. We want some depth for our infield just in case anything happens to Tatis or Cronenworth or or even Eric Hosmer. He could play like all across the infield. Or Machado. Machado or Machado, although Machado is a sigil of health, I must say. That's true. But knocking on my give him a day off, you know. I mean, he played mostly uh, Mm -hmm. shortstop in in third base and in Korea, and it was pretty good at it except for that error he had yesterday that was not yeah. that was not great yeah we're recording this out of thursday for everybody who knows that this is following the, the very unfortunate loss against the giants but i'm not really concerned literally at all uh in ter- i'm concerned about tatis but that's different than being concerned about is the season over which is how padres twitter in a completely like regular tone was reacting after the tatis thing i'm like <laughs> the season is about 400 less exciting without Tatis for the Padres, but uh, no, guys. Don't you know how baseball works? No, the season isn't over. You're not allowed to go from World Series contender to, uh, oh, we're done. It's like, no, this isn't LeBron getting hurt on the Lakers. Like, relax, you know, um, even if he is great. It's just, I, I thought that that was so overreactive. And also, overreactive is the, not to go super Padres on this, um, and just totally ignore your question, like a scumbag. Uh, but my other thing was also, like, this this idea this 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 almost sense that everyone's like oh man like it looks like he's just another injury prone player mm-hmm. it's like what the hell he's played one season where he got hurt his rookie season then he played all of last year 2020 
And then he has this shoulder thing, which I didn't really know about. And honestly, I don't know why everyone's pretending that we knew about it. Subluxation. Yeah. Like, I don't think people are acting like, yeah, it's been this known issue that he's had shoulder things before. It's like, there's a difference between having had an injury before versus like, it was a known issue that that suggests that they were worried about it for a long time. But anyway, that's a whole nother thing. We got to wait for updates on it. But yeah, I didn't like that. And I didn't like this narrative that I didn't like Tulewitzki. You know what I mean? He's Tulewitzki already. And I'm like, no, actually, we determined Troy Tulowitzki was Troy Tulowitzki because it was like six years consecutively where he was always getting hurt despite all that. Tatis is still 22, guys. You can't just label him that way already. It's just it's amazing fandom how quickly they turn and go to sadness. And and in fairness, I get it. I have not been on the Padres train for as long as some other people from the mm-hmm. 1980s onwards where like most of maybe 20 of those years have just been awful baseball teams. Uh, and so you're used to things not going your way. But I still think everyone needs to calm down. But anyway, uh, with Hassan Kim, uh, I know you were going to say something. You're now staring at me intently, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you gave me like a <laughs> type of stare for a second uh, with Kim. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry that baseball is full of a bunch of teams that seemingly it's too much for them to try and make a big splash or make their team exciting. And it's not like that wasn't Kim even a big some, splash. It wasn't even yeah, a it's big splash. It's, like, it's not I even a huge like, splash, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. like, all right, I want the Rangers to sign Trevor Bauer and I want them to trade for Francisco Lindor. It's like uh, Hassan Kim. Like, he should be fun. He is exciting. I think he can be a pretty good big leaguer. The Rangers are in severe lack of pretty good big leaguers. Why not go get this guy? And the Rangers are like, how about we don't? And instead, we trade Elvis, and instead, we cut Rugi and then trade him later. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of of uh, your your comment about not being on the Padres train as long, I do have some some beef with your your Padres announcers. Oh, let's for, do I think it. the post game show. Oh people. man, okay, okay. Just like, literally You're talking about one, Don and Mark. One little comment they made just going into break like before like the bottom of the ninth inning the other day they're like yeah they're, the Padres are going to play against the Rangers who I think are in perpetual rebuild and I'm like hold the hell on <laughs> hold the hell on the Rangers played in the postseason outside of 2014 when a demon cursed them um from 2010 <laughs> all the way to 2016 uh-huh. they were the winningest franchise in the regular season outside of Tampa Bay over that stretch and even that continued into 2017, even though they weren't that great that year either. They've been in a rebuild for like three years. How long have the Padres been in a rebuild before this year? Huh? How about you look at yourself before you come with that energy, bro? Huh? <laughs> bro? <laughs> bro? <laughs> Just needed to get that off my chest. Um, look, I will never, ever slam, slander Don Arcillo. Let's be clear about that. I will never slander Mark Gray. I will never, I'm never do that. Slandering that however, one comment, like, however, do a little research, bro, stuff. That is fair. And also, I didn't hear this. I would have probably immediately messaged you if I had heard this because <laughs> I was doing a, a live like locker room, so I wasn't listening to the game audio or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, that's how, that actually is fair. I will say this, because that does it feels like almost I'm going to go super almost film boy on you, but. That does feel like a little bit of a microcosm for one issue that I feel like people have had with the Padres, if there is an issue. And I think Mm -hmm. most people who are fans of fun are able to overlook this, where it is this almost sentiment of, 
It reminds me of say the New York Jets when they got good that one year when they, you know, they, like where it's like this this unearned bravado where they act like you're all garbage, you know, everybody you're garbage. You got go go throw yourself in the dumpster. It's all about us now, baby. You're then, walking here into a trash can. Yeah, you're walking here into a trash can. Hey, Alex Bregman, put down the trash can. Uh, uh, basically, like I do get. I don't know what that was. I do get like. A little bit of people being like, you guys can't go from, oh, leave us alone and we're so sad and miserable. They put the paper bag over the head and everything. And mm-hmm. then you go to slandering every other team. <laughs> I do think people have to cop down to a degree. I'm nice about my slander. Like, I'll, I'll say like, yeah, this team is really not good. But I don't mean it in a all-encompassing way where the Rangers are a disaster. I think I mean it when I say about the Rockies. I think the Rockies do deserve more. Uh, blame and stuff but it is true the rangers are gonna rebuild and they did have a time though where they were awesome they had josh hamilton and all those guys and mm-hmm. like they were a good team and an exciting team too by the way which i think and gets a fun team a little with bit. adrian beltre yeah. plus Elvis Andrews. adrian beltre to this day the funniest thing i have ever seen in a baseball game was when the they asked circle? him to, was the on deck circle and him moving it over i have never seen anything by the way in a um, baseball adrian, game than that. adrian beltre um has an instagram and it's public now it was his bills. It was his birthday yesterday. So uh, happy belated birthday, Adrian Beltre. No. And also, there was a picture of him. There was a, a shirt that was made for that incident, and it was a picture. Um, like it was probably from a while ago, probably like back when it actually happened. Um, of Elvis with like green hair, and he had the shirt on that says "On Deck is where the circle is," and it had a picture of Beltre dragging the On Deck circle, which is just the greatest shirt I have ever seen. And honestly a top five all-time baseball moment in my life. Wow. I mean... I changed your life, didn't I? Yeah, I know. I'm like (laughs) looking up the Instagram right now. I'm not even kidding. Like, and I don't, I don't usually, I'm actually, I don't follow athletes generally on social media. I only follow like literally my two favorites, like ever, like Chris Paul. And I actually do follow Jeremy Lin just because. Did did you just say all-time favorite? And then you said Chris Paul, that was on purpose. That was on purpose, and wow. you better I watch your mouth. No, no, I just haven't met many people that like they just I stay like it, yeah, there's that's a my universal guy. respect for Chris Paul because he is amazing, but he's also one of those guys that like he's been on a bunch of teams, and so like everyone's like I kind of oh, hate yeah. him because he's such a pain to play against because he's so good. Yeah, yeah, but no, um, it's he's the one who got me into basketball. And I'm more of a. Well, that's cool. I, I've said it before I'm an extraordinarily die easy Clippers guy. Like to the point where I don't really talk about them all that die much. Easy. Like I'll root for them. <laughs> yeah, I die very, very easy. I die easier than that dude at Cog Skull, Skull Island. If you saw that clip that was going around <laughs> with the grenade thing, um, which is one of the funnier movie deaths I've ever seen, by the way. Um, and <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like they really just decide to, hey, let's throw this in the movie. Why not? Let's just have some fun. Um, that like, I just, I, I just love Chris Paul. He got me into the game, and I remember the exact play that I turned on the TV and saw. And then as a kid, because this is how you are as a kid, you just kind of, I'm like, that's my guy, yow. And then that, that, that was it, and I just <laughs> carried it from there. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I tend to not follow athletes, but Adrian Beltre, I might have to make an exception for him. I might have to check it out. I might have to see if the content is good because. The it is good. Okay, then I it's have to. Day. <laughs> Your eyes just widens. You were like, "Oh, it's real good, man." I follow, it's real good. I, so. I started following athletes just to like when I was like covering the Mavs. I'm like, "All right, like none of these beat reporters are like following these guys on Instagram or like watching their stories." So like sometimes they'll like break things that like they wouldn't have seen otherwise. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. 
Hold up a minute. Look, I've been saying it from the mountaintop guys forever. I, I don't know how many times I have to say this. Built Bar, they're the best tasting protein bars on the market. Amazing variety of flavors. Anything from caramel brownie to German chocolate to peanut butter to carrot cake, lemon almond cheesecake, birthday cake, coconut brownie chunk. Everything they have literally orange cherry. And guess what? They're all really, really good. I am not just saying that. Covered in 100% chocolate. Soft and easy to chew, guys. You don't want to miss out on that. And of course, as I mentioned, they are protein bars. And that's the craziest part. Not only they taste like candy bars and they have all this variety of flavors and they're delicious, they're also great for the health conscious guy or gal, great for the keto diet thanks to high fiber, high protein, low sugar, and a low amount of calories. So let me ask you something, guys. What are you waiting for? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Remember that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. But um, I want to I want to give a shout out to Jace Tingler and a very okay. sincere, heartfelt thank you and I love you for doing this. He set his rotation in a way that the Rangers would not have to watch you Darvish pitch against mm. them, and like, uh, yeah. that would have broken me into many, many small pieces. Um, because oh, man. yesterday I watched Mitch Moreland hit a walk off single for the Oakland A's. And then I believe Ellis Andrews threw a, a Gatorade on him at the end. And I'm like, my heart can't take that, Mitchell. <laughs> I can't do this. I could do you on Boston. I could deal with that. I could deal with you on the Padres. I love that for you. But this hurts too much. Watching you and Elvis be happy and live your best, best lives. Also, Jerkson Profar has looked very good so far offensively. Yeah. And that Absolutely. has been very exciting and very happy for me. Um, yeah, Profar has definitely been, which is one of your your boys, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from Darvish, which is a fun little thing about the this this crossover as well. Although, like you said, they um, Darvish won't be pitching against them, but Profar, yeah, Profar has become. First of all, I even said this before he even started playing well. He is a genuine joy to watch. He just seems happy. He's jovial. He's upbeat. Every time it's like when Tatis hits his, you know, 16th home run of the season last year, one of the, the guys that's like celebrating the most is Profar. Like he's so I, I genuinely am wondering if like he's just a happy dude because in part one, because this team is so much fun to play on. And also because this is a guy who I think it's kind of a career arc from hell. Like it really was where I don't think it's as easy to call this guy like some bust or anything like that because I think he had a lot of injuries. It. Yeah, he it's, had there's injury he stuff, had the shoulder you know? injuries that came out of mm-hmm. nowhere. Like he had a he yeah. slept on it wrong. He slept on his shoulder wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's what that ended one of his seasons and then he had another shoulder injury the year after because shoulder injuries are bad. Like <clears throat> they will mess you up. They are hard to come back from. And for people who weren't following the Rangers or weren't following prospects back then, um back in 2012 I believe it was, he was the consensus number 1 overall prospect. He was supposed to be um, Francisco Lindor, like that was mm-hmm. his projection, yep. and he was going to live up to that. Maybe a little bit less power, but like he was just every bit as amazing defensively. His arm was fantastic. Yep. His batting eye, fantastic. That was one of the reasons why I'm like, okay, like even if he like his shoulder has like fallen off and he's playing the outfield now for some reason. Um, I mean, <laughs> the reason is is because his shoulder fell off. Um, yeah, but like he's always going to have that batting eye. He's always going to have that good discipline. And like the power is starting to come up a little bit, which we didn't see as much um, when he's coming up. But like he was a guy who all this stuff was was placed on him. His very first uh, major league at bat in Cleveland, he hit a home run and like just was 
the next big thing. He's the reason the mm-hmm. Rangers traded Ian Kinsler for uh, Prince Fielder. Now that didn't work out because of Prince Fielder's health, but like it was every bit because like Jerkson Profar is this next guy like that. Mm-hmm. We have to make room for him because he's just that good. And then injuries kind of cut his career short. So like seeing him, like I thought after Oakland, after like what happened there, I was like, all right, this guy does not have that much longer being a starter in him. Like he's yeah. probably going to be a bench piece, but now he's like figured things out. And so like, he was always a very joyful guy. He has always had the best smile in baseball, yeah, in my opinion. He really does. And so like him getting this like career resurgence at what well, he's not even he's like, what, 30 ish. Mm-hmm. Is he 30? Um, 28. He's 28. 28. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it feels like he's been around forever because like he made his debut back yeah. in 2012. And I believe I was still in high school at the time or like my very first semester of college. So like. Mm-hmm. But him finding his place and like being a major league regular, like that is an exciting thing for him. And he does not, it does not go to waste on him. Like he appreciates it and understands how exciting this is for him. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just because he's not a star, it's okay. This is instead just a guy who can, you know, maybe draw a walk or two, doesn't strike out too much. And yeah, he's not going to hit you 30 home rods. He might hit like 15, but especially on this team, it is a nice bat to have, especially at the end of your lineup. It would be even better if we didn't have a pitcher at the end of the lineup because the National League is annoying, and I'm very much looking forward to uh, playing some some AL. But wait, is this home? I forgot. No, yeah, it's, it's at Texas. It's in the Texas. Okay. Okay, so I believe So you will have a DH. We will have the DH. Uh, I love that so much. And I'm looking forward to Hugh Darvish's second career home run. Um, <laughs> question, do you know... Um, in which part against which team he hit his first and only major league home run? I do not. Although quickly before you say that, I don't know if you saw the other day, my man got the bat on the ball hard against San Fran. He made contact <laughs> twice. And I was like, Whoa, he's, got, he's, he's got trying to get pop. the hit. He, he's for got some, some reason, it got into a mood to like, you know, like hit the ball that day. Of course it didn't end up battering, but I have to admit that is exciting. And don't take that by the way, everybody don't take this out of context. All the aggregators out there of me saying it was exciting to see Darvish hit the ball. That means that I don't want the DH. No, I do. You know why? Cause he bats 99, like zero, <laughs> like 0. 0.099 for his career. So uh, yeah, let's not do that, please. Anyway, go on ahead and tell me. What it was, was the in first Cincinnati. It was, was it Cincinnati, Cincinnati okay. to straight de- dead center field over 400 feet. It was a shot. Like it wasn't little wall scraper. It was a shot. And it was, I was so excited mm-hmm. and it was kind of funny to realize that he find out that he hates hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun. I'm like, yes, that's fun. And I, I hate, I hate the, the anti DH stand to like, it adds more strategy. You had to uh, actually manage the game. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, like, like, what's the well, strategy? The, the pitcher is is actually like no worse than like the ninth best hit on some. Like, no, they are. You know what the best the, on some OPS, teams maybe, but the no, best on career teams, OPS yeah. for like a pitching staff, I believe, was um was the uh, Diamondbacks in the mid two thousands. Um, Baseball Barbecue did an episode on this. It was like mm-hmm. five forty something, and that was like. 30 points higher than the second highest. That is the highest for an entire staff for a season is under 600. That is not like better than the worst, the ninth best hitter on most lineups. Yeah. It's, it's, it's gotta be like a bad team and it's gotta be a bad player. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a mix, even your team probably doesn't have (laughs) someone that atrocious, (laughs) but yeah, it's very, 
like my thing is like okay what's the strategy so the strategy is you don't pitch hit for your starting pitcher if they're good and they're doing well and it's early out of the game and then you know if it's been six innings and they've done their work that they're probably going to pitch it for them it's like not there's not that much strategy let add more strategy to the fact that you got to find another hitter that can do that and decide which ones if say you don't just sign one you don't have your friend Mireas or you don't have your um uh, uh, uh Jordan Alvarez types you know what I mean that only play DH then it might it, it would come in handy for the team like the Padres right now where you know Tatis plays at full 100% all the time just how he plays and personality wise and all that Maybe it would be helpful if you want to keep his bat in the lineup, but then you just give him the day off at shortstop. Stuff like that is helpful. And even Manny Machado or Tommy Pham batted DH sometimes last year. Like that stuff Mm -hmm. is helpful. And it'd especially be helpful for this Padres team that has a little bit more depth now. So I agree with you. I think what I think happens also is that there are people who watch NL games in general, right? And then they like the novelty of they're watching all these baseball games. And being able to go, oh my God, Blake Snell's going to bat. That's so weird. And people don't realize that the novelty wears off because then there's moments, and this happened to the Padres, um, this uh, series where like Joe Musgrove is coming up with the bases loaded. And my thing is, okay, so we have a 120 hitter coming up. Like this sucks. And he's pitching a really good game. And then on top of that, we haven't even gotten into just the potential injury stuff that happens on top of this. Like it's Mm -hmm. literally not worth it. Most of the time, actually, I'd say basically every time for a pitcher to attempt to get something that isn't more than a sacrifice, bunt, because it might, what if they get hurt? Then all of a sudden you don't have a start and you got to figure that out. That's a much bigger loss than a potential one single that a guy can give you. And before anyone brings up Madison Bumgarner, shut up. No, 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 He's no, also on. not very good. Hold on. Yeah, go ahead. I have, I have Madison Bumgarner stats, you know, this, this incredible hitter. He's so good. You know what his <laughs> career OPS is? No. 533 for this incredible hitter. Yeah. You know he's good a for a pitcher. OPS? You know what? Who else has a good career OPS better than that? Zach Granke. <laughs> 600. That's funny. <laughs> he has nine career home runs. Granke does. Um, and Madison Bumgarner has 19. He had five in one season and four in a season before. He's only had his career high in OPS was 755 um, back in 2014. Like that was pretty good for a pitcher, mm-hmm. but like that was, he has three years of it being over 700 every other year. It's in the garbage. Like, geez, who cares? Jeez. Jeez. This Jeez is your, this is, is your right. shining pillar of, of why every single garbage pitcher should hit. I want to see a couple Blake Snell at bats just cause like he hasn't hit since high school and he's mm-hmm. probably going to try really hard and it's either going to be really ugly or like maybe he'll make contact a couple of times. I just only watch want to watch it a couple of times. But we've already had mm-hmm. the best thing to happen out of a, a pitcher hitting. We had a Bartolo Cologne home run. We did it. Mission accomplished. Yeah, we did it. it. Should have, mm-hmm. Literally the next day, the DH should the universal DH should have been Agreed. Started. All right, we did it. This is that the best the thing that will ever happen, mm-hmm. and nothing else will top it. That is a fact. Also, if your pitcher's that good at hitting, make him your DH. Making your Shohei. Oh, well, you don't want to do that, do you? You know what no. I mean? Yeah. Oh, and Shohei Otani is a freak. Yeah. And Shohei Otani is one of the rare freaks. Like, we know that. We acknowledge that. But it's not and like Brett they. McKay. Yeah. Who's the next that, one? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's just. Uh, I know that people are, might be getting tired because I feel like the Locked On family almost universally, we all hate the the lack of universal DH, I think. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, I feel like it has 
to be discussed. It does. And yes, sir, you guys, that is a wrap. Uh, that is it for my chat with Mr. Bryce Paterik of the Lockdown Rangers podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed our chat. I know it was a very depressing one. If you are a Rangers fan, I imagine, but uh, it's always fun talking to Bryce. I really have a lot of fun uh, talking to him. But in terms of the future of this show, before I get into that, I want to talk to you about perhaps the most important podcast of all. The most important thing. I mean, we all know. We're all baseball degenerate nerds out here, right? So that means you're probably interested in fantasy baseball. Well, do I have the podcast for you guys? Be a waiver wire winner with the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer the strategies and the waiver wire pickups and all the advice that you need, the buy low, sell high, all that stuff that lead to league wins. Locked On Fantasy Baseball, check it out on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts and the future of this podcast, guys. Uh, going to be recapping, obviously, on Monday, the three this uh, the set of games that we have against the Rangers. Hopefully, by the time I talk to you guys again about the current Padres team, that they're doing well, they're doing okay. I hope that they are. Uh, hopefully, they win these games because they're definitely very winnable. And then, of course, uh, I'm also planning on doing uh, my chat with DC Lundberg. I'm going to post that. Maybe in the back half of Tuesday's episode after I recap the game against another team that we should hopefully beat, the Pittsburgh Pirates. And, of course, another thing that I'm very excited about, uh, we have a special guest potentially for next week. And I'm not going to say who she is, aside from that pronoun right there. Maybe give you a little bit of a hint. I've talked about her before on the podcast. I'm a big fan. So that might be underway next week. Look out for that, guys. That's going to be a very fun one. And lastly, uh, I'm planning on doing a giant locker room with a lot of the Locked On hosts, or Locked On MLB hosts, I should say, uh, for this ESPN Sunday night game. And I kind of want to make it a thing where every Sunday night we get like seven hosts and we all just watch the same ESPN broadcast together. I feel like that'd be fun, like the marquee matchup per se of the week. This week it is Phillies Braves, which is a game I'm really excited for. I think those teams are both very fun. So hopefully uh, you guys come join that. That should be a lot of fun. Stay tuned on social media to hear more about that. So yeah, lots of cool things, guys. Lots of very cool things going on. Awesome to have the season back. Let me tell you. Could not be more excited. And with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. And also follow, (laughs) I keep doing that. Uh, Also, uh, give me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcasts app. I would greatly appreciate that. Follow the show at LO underscore Padres or my personal account at Javipeno, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My prior faithful homies, take care.